What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. fans welcome back to another edition a saturday edition at that of football 24 7 i'm your guy tone the shields the second and i'm joined by john mcmullen our philadelphia eagles insider here at jacob sports make sure you guys smash that like button make sure you guys are subscribed to the jacob sports youtube channel more content is always on the way for you guys especially that pre post and halftime show that we're going to give you guys tomorrow because your Philadelphia Eagles are facing off with their NFC East rival, the Washington Commanders. Now, there's a pecking order when it comes to the rivalries, right? You know, our true rival, I know a lot of people would like it to be the Dallas Cowboys, but our true rival uh, would be the New York Giants. But there's a pecking order in terms of hate in Philadelphia, John, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure you know that, right? Of course, the Dallas Cowboys are the pinnacle of Philadelphia Eagles hate. They're the band of our exi- existence then you have the Giants, and then you have the Commanders. So this is going to be a competitive game because it is the NFC East. That's pretty much how this thing goes over here. But, John, before we get too deep into the content, how are you feeling on this Saturday afternoon? Uh, feeling good, yeah. I, You know, I think that NFC East thing has to do with when you grew up, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, if Expand older, it a little bit. Because I was, I think, I was born in 94. 
Yeah, so, for for older people, when the Cowboys were really good, the Tom Landry years, Roger Staubach, I mean, the Eagles were just beaten like a drum. So that's where that sort of heat begot itself. And then I think you have a, a number of younger people that um, in the area who, who took to the Cowboys for whatever reason, America's team and all that. So, yeah, that fuels some of it. And then the Giants and the Commanders, who are on their third team name, um, <laughs> you know, if you grew up when Joe Gibbs was, you, know, you, you hated the then Redskins, uh, now Commanders, um, and similar to the Giants with, with Bill Parcells and when they were winning Super Bowls with Tom Coughlin, uh, there was some heat for the Giants because they were so successful. Now, you know, Eagles pretty much dominate everybody but the Cowboys, so there's not much to hate, really, if you think about it that way. Yeah, the, that Cowboys uh, domination. Uh, the reality is, in, in the Dak Prescott era, the Philadelphia Eagles, well, Dak Prescott is 8-3 and three against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's just the reality, um, yeah. un- unfortunately. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, they may struggle against everybody else, but for some reason, Dak Prescott knows how to wake up against the Philadelphia oh, They don't Eagles. struggle against that. They, they, they've <laughs> won a lot of games in recent years. They right. just failed usually when they're supposed to win in the playoffs. But right, they're, a good, right. they're a good team. If you're yeah. being real, they're a good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cowboys have always been a, a good team. You know, that's one thing I won't be blind to. The Cowboys have always been a good team. The Commanders, on the other hand, um, they've had their ups and downs, right? But I want to get into some uh, some things with this Eagles offense versus this commander's defense. You know, one thing that stands out to me uh, when it comes to the commander's defense is their inability to stop the run. Um, granted, small sample size, but so far they haven't really been the best team in terms of in terms of stopping the run. Um, on top of that, um, they're giving up about six and a half yards per attempt from quarterbacks. So. <laughs> Um, stats aren't everything. You know, we talked about that yesterday, John. Stats aren't everything, especially at this part of the season. But I do think there's something to be said about a team who's uh, struggling to stop the run, um, especially if they're facing the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, based on everything you know about the commanders right now, just from the eye test, how can the Philadelphia Eagles, by your estimation, take advantage of this commander's defense? Well, I think it always starts with Washington, how you handle their front. I mean, that's the strength of their team. Um, this is, you know, probably the best defensive front that the Eagles will see all season. You could argue maybe Dallas as well, but uh, because of Micah Parsons. But if you talk about up and down the defensive line, um, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, now Chase Young is healthy and playing like he was supposed to play when he was the number two overall pick. They have four first-round picks, and they're all really, really good. Um, So, you know, first and foremost, you got to handle that group up front. And if you can do that, and the Eagles are better equipped probably to do that than most because they have – arguably the best offensive line. So it becomes strength versus strength. Um, And then similar to the Eagles, um, because their defense is built the same way, they're very strong up front, and maybe they have uh, some weaknesses in the back seven. That's the same thing with Washington. Um, If you can hold up and pass protection, uh, you can make some things happen um, 
with inside the back seven of Washington, which is, you know, you mentioned everything skewed because of how poorly they played against Buffalo um, statistically. So I'm not, we talked about that yesterday. I'm not really focused in that aspect of it. Um, but uh, on paper, they're pretty good. I, I would say the one obvious weakness is, is linebacker Cody Barton's playing really, really poorly. Uh, and he's sort of their, uh, one of their two main linebackers. And he actually plays more than, um, Jamin Davis, who's a uh, former first-round pick, has played pretty well. Uh, but Barton's supposed to be the guy in the middle, and he's not doing well um, when it comes to run defense. And that kind of explains uh, some of the issues they've been having. Yeah, the thing is, the commanders, they've always been a talented team, in my opinion, um, over the past few years, they, especially on defense. I feel like they're – I think you would agree, their defense has always overshadowed uh, their offense, right? especially when you got all those first-rounders on that team, Montez Sweat, De'Ron Payne, Allen, Young, like you said, uh, Jim and Davis, former first-rounder. Um, now they have Emmanuel Forbes Jr. Uh, on that side of the ball, their first-round pick uh, at corner. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, I think on draft night, he spoke about how uh, he's looking forward to facing off with Devontae Smith. Uh, last time he saw that man, yeah. uh, Devontae uh, had one of the best games of his life. I think he had, what, four touchdowns over 200 yards receiving, something like that. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. Are there any matchups um, that you're going to be paying attention to, be it uh, from the offensive line, uh, well, be it from the trenches, be it? Yeah, I, I, I want to see how how Cam Jurgens holds up in this game. I think this is the first big test because you mm. have uh, Allen and Payne right in the middle, and they're legit, legit good players. Um, it's not about being a first round pick. I mean, they've been first round picks who delivered and they're high level players. Allen obviously has been a pro bowl player multiple times. Deron Payne is, is more the run stuffer type. So, you know, not, not as many accolades, but he's really good. Um, and, you know, Cam Jurgens I think is fit in seamlessly, but this will be the big test, um, especially against those two guys. And, um, uh, you got to bring your A game uh, because they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be tough to deal with. What's something a Jonathan Allen and a Deron Payne would be able to do to take advantage of an inexperienced guy like Cam Jordan? I mean, they're just you see it every week with the Eagles. I mean, they're just really gifted. Uh, you know, we talk about all the hurries uh, Jalen Carter has had. You know, I think he's got fifteen, while Allen's got thirteen. Um, you know. He's he's really good, um, and, and Deron Payne. You you talk about uh, Jordan Davis, um, and and what he's been able to do for the Eagles. It's the type of player he is. Uh, not quite as big, obviously, but very physical, very tough to move inside. A lot of stops, uh, which means you know positive plays for the defense. Um, they're just really, really gifted. And I would argue, then you talk about the edge. Montez Sweat has actually turned out to be better than Chase Young. A, a lot of injury issues with yeah. Chase Young. But Montez Sweat, he, he might be the most underrated edge player in this league. He's got 13 pressures. He's got seven hurries, four sacks already. 
Um, wow. And Chase Young, as we mentioned, uh, is finally healthy and playing like that number two overall pick. He's got seven pressures. He's got two sacks. They're just really, really gifted. In fact, you know, if you want to take the top four Eagles uh, defensive linemen, whether you want to say it's um, it's it's obviously Reddick, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, or Jordan Davis, you know, depending which way you want to go. This group is more gifted, if that's possible. Interesting. That's interesting. You know, because Monte Monte sort of as a player, he's battled some off the field things early on in his career. He seems to, he's he seemed to get everything back on track. Chase Young with the injuries, right? But then the good thing is, like you always say, Chase Young and those boys, they're not going up against the Eagles defensive line. They're going up against the Eagles offensive line. Yeah. And that's where the rubber is going to have to meet the road. You know, I'm curious to see how Melada holds up against a guy like Chase Young. Um, the last time Chase Young played us, he, I think he had two sacks in the game, but that was in 2020 when he was healthy. So um, when you think about this Eagles offensive line, what do you think is being said to them by a guy like Jeff Stalin? I know you mentioned how talented this commander's defensive line is, but what do you think is the mantra that Jeff Stalin is preaching going into this game? Well, they know. I mean, they 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 play Washington uh, twice a year. Uh, Kelsey and Lane and everybody but Cam Jurgens knows at this point how gifted um, Washington is up front. So it's no surprise they've been this way for a while. It's been the strength of their team, uh, and they've had plenty of issues every everywhere else basically. Um, so. It, it's nothing you have to say. And, and, and the Eagles, you know, they, they take it as a, a badge of honor to, to sort of dominate very similar to last week when we talked about Tampa Bay's um, ability to stop the run since Todd Bowles has been there and the Eagles go out and run for over 200. They take, they take pride in that. Um, and they know this and they've said it basically, you know, Jason said it. Um, numerous times, uh, Lane said it. Th- this is this is the most gifted front they're going to see all year, um, and they know it. and And that's a that's a big test for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about this Eagles pass game, right? You know, we talked about the Eagles run game and how the offensive line can they can potentially push things, but still they're going to get some talented guys. Um, obviously, the running back situation is interesting. But I think people's main concern with the Philadelphia Eagles right now is the passing game. You know, it hasn't looked as fluid um, as, uh, you know, we would like. Um, I think they I think they're starting to turn a corner a little bit. We saw some positive things uh, in the second half of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. I think they started to um, really accept what the Buccaneers were allowing. And that were and that's the fact they were allowing things underneath. And you saw Hurts beginning beginning to hit. A.J. Brown underneath on those curl routes or those out routes, things like that. And A.J. Brown was able to make something happen with the ball. Um, I'm curious, when it comes to defending the pass for the commanders in the Eagles passing game, what can the Philadelphia Eagles do this week to get that passing attack back on track? What can they do to take advantage of this somewhat limited uh, pass defense that the commanders have? Again, they're giving up about – 
six and a half yards per attempt. Also, only a three-game sample size. Can't really lean too heavily on that stat. But again, the Eagles pass offense, they kind of took it to them in the first matchup in 2022. Yeah, I mean, Devontae had a big game down there. Right. Um, probably right. his best game as a pro. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're not, you know, Kendall Puller's having a great year by all indications. Um, and and he's solid. Um, Benjamin St. Juice is their other outside corner. Um, he's really long. Um, uh, really physical, but he's susceptible to to getting some PIs. Uh, so, you know, maybe you have to keep an eye on how the the officials are calling the game, and maybe you can take advantage of that. And then you mentioned Emmanuel Forbes; he's not playing well, so he could, but you know, he hasn't played well to this point. Very young player. Um, yeah, as and, of right now, they have St. Justin and Nickel, and and uh, Forbes on the right side. Well, St. Juice is playing more. So, okay. you know, so, you know, Fuller and, and St. Juice are, are the guys are on the field the most. Okay. And then it come and then, you know, I'll look it up real quick. So Fuller, Fuller, Fuller and St. Juice, the 121 snaps, uh, Forbes is 75. So interesting. Okay. Um, that those are the guys Fuller and Fuller's having a really good year again early, but having a very good year. St. Right. Juice has, has been solid as well, but again, he's susceptible, a little bit too physical at times. Um, and um, Forbes has really struggled. It, Fuller, if you look at Fuller, he's given up five receptions and 12 targets. Um, and a 14.6 passer rating. That's how well he's playing. So he's been playing again. Th these are very small sample size. Right. Now, St. Juice has given up uh, a much higher completion percentage, 11 of 13, but only for 107 yards. So he's not giving up a ton of yardage. Uh, passer ratings 101. And then Forbes is 9 of 12 for 159. So he's getting mm. gashed. Uh, almost 18 yards a catch. Um, so I would say that's the guy you want to target uh, if you're okay. the Eagles. Let's stay when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For a second, really quickly, let's stay there for a second, John. So, how would you align these matchups, right? If if you're Nick Sirianni or Brian Johnson, and you want to maximize your roster, your personnel to the best of their ability, 
what do you think the Eagles are hoping for in terms of matchups, right? Do you uh, do they want Brown facing off with St. Juice? Do they want Smith on four? Do they want Smith facing off with Forbes? Um, you know, uh, do they want uh, Zacchaeus facing off with Fuller? How, what, what do you think is the perfect scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles to take? Well, I think the perfect scenario would to get Devontae on Forbes um, because I don't think they're going to, you know, I think because of St. Juice's size, I mean, I don't know what Jack's going to do, Jack Del Rio, but I would assume he would want that on A.J. Brown as much as he can. Not going to say he's going to travel. Um, but I, w- I, w- I think, you know, if you can get a Devontae Smith on Emmanuel Forbes, that's going to be – there's going to be a chance to make some big plays there. Um, and that's what I would try to manipulate. It's interesting. Devontae made that great catch. If everybody remembers it at FedEx Field uh, before halftime last year, and that was against Fuller, I believe. And Fuller, as I said, he's been great. So, you know, the Eagles receivers can make plays on anybody, but I, you know, Forbes is struggling so much. I would try to, you know, he's probably having a crisis of confidence, all that type of thing. I would try to take advantage. That'd be the matchup I'd try to take advantage of. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you think there's some, because you know, as as uh, technical as football is, right? There's there's a large mental component, and with Forbes kind of setting the you know kind of setting the table for him facing off with Devontae Smith, you know, with him mentioning the fact that he's looking forward to that matchup. That's kind of like some level of bulletin board material. Granted, he said it a long time ago, but the bottom line is that's something he said, and I'm sure Devontae Smith, when he sees him he's going to want to take advantage of a guy that thinks he can potentially match up. And like you said, Forbes isn't really having the best season thus far. You know, do you think there's a mental aspect there that Devontae can potentially take advantage of? You know, Devontae is one of the best right now, and there's a mystique that comes with that. Uh, Devontae's got that Alabama thing going. So he's – I don't think he's too worried about – and he's got tremendous confidence in himself. So I I don't think he's too worried about – uh, the rat poison as Nick Saban, mm-hmm. he, he teaches those guys pretty well. And I think Nick deserves it because every time an Alabama guy comes in here, they just seem very, very focused, um, uh, very Jalen Hurts like. Uh, Devontae's like that as well. So I don't think he's going to, you know, tap back into his Crimson Tide days. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he had a big game against Washington last season as with probably his best game um and the eagles want to get the passing game going so i you know they want to get it going they they might say they don't but they do um and i think they know ultimately it might not be the next couple of weeks because the jets have Zach Wilson and not Aaron Rodgers, and the Rams aren't that good. And Washington is okay, but they have a young quarterback. It might not be until Miami. Um, and then Dallas and Kansas city and Buffalo and San Francisco and Dallas again, and Seattle, that, that sort of run they have on this schedule, they got to get the passing game going. And, they're not going to be able to win those games without getting the passing game going. So they want to get it going no matter what they say. And this is a, a good week to do it because 
and everybody's been focused on this, and Nick has, and Dallas Goddard, and and Brian Johnson, they faced guys who are trying to stop the passing game. You know, it shifted. People, and I just wrote about this on Sports Illustrated, people kind of forget because things have advanced so quickly. Coming off the 2021 20, season, 2021, when the Eagles lost in, in the playoffs to Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles completely shut down Jalen Hurts, everybody came into the 22 season early saying, we're going to make Jalen Hurts beat us throwing the football or trying to do that. And it was week two against Minnesota. They just played that soft zone and said, all right, throw from the pocket and beat us. And he was, whatever, 26 of 31 for 330 yards. And it was sort of like the coming out party that, all right, this this guy's improved. And he spent his offseason working on his weaknesses. Now they've come into 2023. And those first three guys, Belichick, Flores, Bowles, they said, we're going to do everything to mitigate Jalen Hurts, and somebody else is going to have to beat us. And by and, and large, yeah, by and large, they accomplished their goal, but somebody else beat them. And, you know, the past two weeks, it was DeAndre Swift in the running game. But, you know, they can't beat the Miami Dolphins playing like that. They Agreed. can't beat um, a good you know, if Dallas brings their A game, they can't beat Dallas playing like that. They can't beat Kansas City playing like that. They got to get this passing game going. Buffalo as well. Um, and, 49ers as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is a good week because the Eagles expect more of a traditional defensive plan from Washington. And, you know. Last year was, I think, eight for 169 or something like that for DeMonte. You know, that'd be nice to see again uh, Sunday. A couple more things I want to hit before we get out of here, John. Um, we're entering, what, 24 minutes live uh, on, on air. Make sure you guys uh, smash that like button. Make sure you guys are also subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Continue to stay locked in on Football 24-7 with John McMullen and myself, uh, Tone DeShells II. Um, you know, you mentioned Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, those guys, and just the likelihood of the Eagles seeing something a little bit more traditional is higher. Um, Brian Johnson, once again, is going to face off with two experienced guys on the defense side of the ball. Um, you've watched Jalen Hurts in his offense for the past few weeks. Uh, what do you want to see from a play caller perspective? Like, what do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of in your in your own personal opinion? Again, you've seen this offense for the past three weeks, and you've been able to you know judge them slowly but surely. What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? What do you want to see in general? Well, it depends. I mean, everything's from the, reactive. From, like from, like from the I, passing I, game. I I think. Um, if for some reason Washington shows up and plays, you know, eight men in coverage, yeah, I want them to run the football. I don't want them to try to pound the square peg in a round hole, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to play Washington commanders football, and that's rely, rely on their front four, and that's going to give the, the Eagles some opportunities to get the passing game going. And, you know, whether it's, if you can match up with A.J. Brown, I want to take advantage of Forbes. That's what I want to do. If I'm Got the it. Eagles, I'm focused on that, and and that's a big weakness. 
for Washington right now, the Eagles need to get that passing game going. Uh, and if they don't, and we don't see, um, you know, these umbrella zone coverages, um, that's a bad sign. We're going to start talking about that next week. If Washington plays the way I expect Washington to play and they stop the Eagles passing game, it might be time to sound the alarm bell a little bit. Interesting. Now, sound the alarm bell on the coaching staff, the quarterback, everyone. How, how, how are you? you know, who, who's getting most of your victory off? That's the, that's the case. Well, it, 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 it's always the players. I mean, always. I mean, there's no reason if you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, you shouldn't be able to throw the You should be able to do something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people can blame, and that's part of it, and coaches understand that, and quarterbacks understand it as well. You know, it's Nick and Jalen. You know, they're going to take the shoulder, the, 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 the brunt of the criticism, um, and that's just the way it is. But it's always talent before coaching, always. I mean, okay. as good as any coach can be, if you don't have talent, you can't you can't win consistently in this league. I would definitely agree with that. All right, John. Before we close the show, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get your opinion on some over unders, and I, then I'm finally gonna get a prediction from you, given that the game is tomorrow. Um, so. Uh, over-unders, and also live chat. I want you guys to chime in as well. I want to get your opinions on these over-unders as well. So, uh, for Jalen Hurts, over-under, 215.5 passing yards. Over-under. Oh, it better be over. Ooh, <laughs> uh, it better be over. I'm going to go over. If it's not over, yeah, it's going to – uh, it's not going to be good. Okay. All right. Over under DeAndre Swift, ninety nine and a half rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go under because I think the Eagles are going to throw it more. Under, um, okay, yeah. Um, and I, I think they want to throw it more. I think they're going to throw it more. Not as many opportunities. Although, you know, you get one fifty yard run. Yeah, I like the number, but I'm just playing the odds here and going going under. Okay, AJ Brown. Over under 75 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm going over. Over. Um, okay. I'm going over and should be well over um, for both receivers. I don't know where you're going with Bonte, but it should be over. I'm going over, over. Okay. Uh, Devontae Smith, over under 70 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. Over. I'm going over. Okay. Dallas Goddard. I think this is the harder one. Dallas Goddard over under 40 and a half receiving yards. Well, that's a low number. Um, uh, except if you've been watching them for the first three games. Yeah. It's been less. Um, yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over on everybody. Uh, okay. You, you might have a couple hundred yard games. Uh, you should get Dallas into the 60s at least. Um, Why do you think it's been so hard for Brian Johnson to get Dallas Goddard involved? And, 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 and hear me out on this, right? I understand it begins with the talent. 
But I'm not a fan of the route concepts they're having Dallas Goddard run, at least when he's targeted. It seems like he's running a lot of stuff, a lot of routes to the flat, a lot of a lot of screens. Um, I don't really see them trying to get him going downfield in the intermediate. Well, I, I, you know, there has been a lot of umbrella coverage. Okay. Um, so, you know, you know, when you're, it was worse against, um, you know, there's a lot is that everybody wants is trying to keep their eyes on Jalen Hurts. So nobody wants to turn their back on Jalen Hurts. Um, everybody's got their eyes on the quarterback. The goal is to keep everything in front. And, you know, if you are going to get a splash play, and you saw it in week two with Devontae, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be a tight end. It's going to be somebody with some juice that can um, get by a corner. Um, so part of it is just the way the, the, the opposition has been playing and that's where they took advantage of the run game. Um, but yeah, they should be able to get Dallas Goddard more involved. Um, you know, sometimes I, I don't, I don't think, um, Jalen is comfortable with those, um, you know, throwing out dump all passes. I talk about it all the time. I don't think it's his favorite thing to do. So maybe that affects it. Maybe, maybe Brian's got to get away from that a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if it keeps going like this, we got to start saying what's going on with the, with the tight end, because I find it very hard to believe that at Dallas's age, he just woke up one day and Forgot no longer has it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, but, you know, teams have been taking away the pass and they've done a good job with it. Um, and the Eagles have pivoted to the running game. Um, but they got to get it going at some point. They have to. They're not going to win. They're not going to go where they want to go. And let's be honest, they want to go to the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust unless the passing game starts clicking at some point. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, you guys heard it here first, man. Um, Eagles commanders tomorrow. Oh, John, really quickly. Um, what's your prediction for tomorrow's game? Uh, I have 27-21 Eagles. I think it'll be a little bit closer than people expect, but even – you know, it might be a late score, backdoor cover, that type of thing. The Eagles, okay. I expect to be in control of the game. Maybe you get a late garbage time score or something of that nature. Yeah, so, okay, you say 27-21, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got the Eagles winning this game 34-21. Uh, uh, so uh, this this is going to be interesting, you know. Again, like you said, the passing game it's 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 put up a shut up time. Uh, otherwise, we're going to start to look at this quarterback. We're going to start to look at this coordinator. We're going to start to look at everybody and figure out what's going on, what's in the Gatorade, what's in the juice. So uh, I'm looking forward to this matchup for sure. John, as always, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy weekend, man. Make sure you get plenty of rest. You're one of the hardest men. You're one of the hardest working men in show business. So uh, I appreciate you uh, doing your thing as always, Eagles fans. Smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you guys also check out John McMullen.
on Birds, Birds 365 at 8 a.m. Eastern time with Jody Mack. And also check them out on jacobsports.com and si.com. Does amazing work for those guys as well. Sports Illustrated, of course. We appreciate you guys. This has been Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tony Schultz II. We'll see you next time. The flag was fly. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.